Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Yankee Stadium. They win the final game 5 to 2 to remain the baseball champions of the world. The Yankees with this 9 to nothing crusher have won their 17th World Series. The Yankees again are world champions. The Yankees win their 21st World Series. The Yankees are champions of baseball. Ball game over. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. The Yankees are back on top. World champions for the 27th time. Welcome back, Yankee fan. This is episode number 56 of the Chase for 28 podcast. My name is Chris, and for the foreseeable winter future, we are joined by the podcast Padre. What's going on, Dad? Oh, how come they canceled the World Series this year? You know, I was trying to figure that out myself, and I, I don't know. There's just been this big gap of baseball yeah, since the Yankees playing? were eliminated. Yeah, Must have been one of them schedule things they did after uh, the lockout. Yeah. So somebody asked me yesterday uh, about the World Series, and I said, just think about it. For a New York fan, what is the worst World Series you can have? And the answer, <laughs> National League team, Phillies or Braves, American League, Astros or Red Sox. That's, yeah, yeah. that's the worst for a New York fan. A New, New York, York fan, not necessarily a Yankee fan, but no, a New yeah. York baseball fan. Yeah. yeah, New York baseball. So if you're a Yankee fan, you're rooting for the Phillies. Rub it in on the Mets. If you're sure. a Mets fan, you're rooting for the Astros. Rub it in on the Yankees. I did not. Yeah. yeah. You make a good point. <laughs> no, there, there's nobody who wins all the way here. We all no. lose. And that seems like the world we're living in now is uh, New York baseball fans. Yeah. Uh, but real quick, I do want to give a shout out to the podcast Paisano, AJ. He's got, he's got some life stuff going on. All good. Um, but I had to bring in a hired gun here like you do for Sunday softball. That's so, right. I'll, I'm a mercenary. A mercenary with no shortage of opinions. No, <laughs> no. But I, I, se- I send out kudos to AJ. I, I feel for you running a school. I feel for you, kiddo. <laughs> um, and speaking of opinions, we have a trivia opinion. So what what is your trivia opinionated question point of view? Yes, this is not. Not based in any kind of fact. With the situation going on with Aaron Judge, is he staying? They're going to keep him. What's going on? Who was the last Yankee superstar that the Yankees, I believe, let go and then regretted it? That answer and more coming up. <laughs> okay. Also, want to take a moment to thank SeatGeek for their support of the Chase for Twenty Eight podcast. If you are looking here in the off season to attend. Hockey, basketball, concerts, anything that requires you to buy a ticket, check out the SeatGeek app. Use our code ChaseFor28 at checkout, and that will save you $20 off your first purchase. Pick up the app, go to ChaseFor28.com slash SeatGeek, and thank you to SeatGeek for supporting the podcast. All right, Pop. So the Yankee season ended in utter disappointment. It ended in the worst 
possible way it could earn beyond losing, right? We we, we can accept, all right, they're not going to win every year, every time. When you look at the history of this team, they have come up short 75% of the time over the last 100 plus years, all right? That is true. But to lose and get swept and not really look all that competitive in the four games against the Astros, I think set a lot of Yankee fans off the deep end. And, you know, as we're recording this, you know, at the beginning of November, we've had a couple of weeks to kind of digest what happened. So it's been a while since you and I have talked baseball and that you've been on the show. What 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 was some of your feeling and thoughts following or even during the ALCS? In the first two games against the Astros, how do you strike out 30 times? Didn't they strike out 50 times in two games? It, it was It's a ridiculous number, but you're a major leaguer. Put the bat on the ball. You stay back and just make contact. If you get to the major leagues, the majority of your team should be able to do that. Put the ball in play. It finds a hole. Somebody makes an error. I I just, I, I don't understand. A guy's throwing a lot of curveballs. We almost lost the uh, series to Cleveland because that's what the Guardians did. They yeah. just put the bat on the ball. Yeah. The games they lost, they lost because they, they hit little bloops. That just found oh. a hole. Oh, yeah. That 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 extra inning game against Cleveland? Little bloops. Those two little... Every time I saw a batter on Cleveland hit what looked like was going to be a little pop fly into short left field, I was like, okay, is, is anybody going to catch this? What's what's going to happen? Like, uh, But it was an adventure because I don't know how many hits they had like that that just dropped in. People running it. Hicks got hurt. He's out. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was ridiculous. But again, just put the bat on the ball. You never know what's going to happen. And they certainly didn't do that against the Astros. No, no, not, not, not at all. But it wasn't just the offense, which again, came up very small in the postseason. Bullpen, what, what, was, what was a strength in the first few months of the season, and AJ and I talked about this probably back in May and June, that it, it, they can't keep it up. And certainly they didn't. Guys got hurt. Guys didn't perform. And for some strange reason... And again, I don't watch enough of the other postseason games, so maybe that's my fault. But it just seems like watching a Yankee postseason, all of a sudden, the Yankees try to do things in the postseason that they did not do the entire 162-game regular season. They will ask guys to try and do things that they were never asked to do during the regular season and put guys in situations that they were not put in. Or they'll take guys out of situations where in the regular season, you're going to let them go, right? Look look at Cole getting pulled. Should Cole have been pulled from his last start? No, probably not. He's your $330 million pitcher. Let him pitch. You, you would think you'd want, you want your ace. You know, we're calling you that we're paying you money. There's a reason you should be able to mentally say, okay, let me take a deep breath. Here's what I got to do. One thing that seemed to become apparent with Cole this season it was more of an issue that we were made to realize like, okay, he's, he starts a game. He's going through, he's maybe given up one hit, two hits, but as soon as something happens, it seems like he loses his focus. Somebody hits a home run. He loses his focus. And all of a sudden it's like, he's disgusted with himself and he's starting to question himself. And I never got that feeling with him before this year, this year, they seem to make it an issue. You know, I, I picked up on that in the regular season, but I don't think that that's the mentality he showed in his postseason starts when he would give up, you know, that 
the home run or give up a couple of hits. It didn't seem like it was shaking him to the point where he would he wouldn't be able to continue. I noticed it in the regular season, like you're saying, but I didn't get that sense from him in the postseason. If if anything, a pitcher in the postseason is like, okay, I just gave up a run, I gave up two runs, whatever. In the back of their mind, the way the Yankee offense was performing, were they thinking, oh my God, I just gave up two runs. How are we going to score three runs with the way things have been going? Yeah, and and I I would say probably since I'm I don't know probably since 1996 when I watch a Yankee postseason game and they go down like if they're losing at any point during the game I feel like only the Yankees can make being down one nothing in the second inning feel like they're down ten nothing and there's two outs in the bottom of the ninth with a full count the rest of the game like will they score will they do anything but I don't know that other teams feel that I'm not sure yeah it's a case of is every Yankee going to come up swinging from his heels, trying to hit the home run to tie the game, or are they going to take the attitude? Let me just, well, you pitch me outside, I'm going the other way. Up the middle, I'm just going to try to get on base. Maybe the next guy, you know, do, do we do hit and runs anymore? You know, just put the ball in play. Let, let's see what happens. No. Oh, you got on first base. I'm going to hit a two-run homer now. Right. Again, th- this Yankee team for probably the last 15 to 18 years is built on we're going to try to hit a home run. Whereas if you go back and, and you know, from listening to the radio and some different stuff I listened to, the the dynasty years of the late 90s and early 2000s, even when they didn't win, those teams were built on hitting the baseball, not hitting it over the fence. You know, if you go back to some of the big rallies, you know, against the Red Sox in 03 or earlier in the playoffs in the late 90s, you know, they had guys who would come up, it'd, it'd be like single, single, double, like they were hitting yeah. the baseball all over the field, not just waiting for a bloop and a blast and trying to win games in that fashion. Back then, you had guys who the home run leaders were in the upper 20s. Bernie Williams, Posada. You you weren't looking at guys that were going to hit 40, 40 home runs. That didn't start coming. What was it? Curtis Grandison, I think, hit 42 in his first year. Yeah. <laughs> the Grandy Man. The Grandy Man, yep. Um, and, and you mentioned the at-bats. And something I picked up on, and I mentioned this on one of the bonus episodes, about Glaber Torres, for example. Here is your typical Glaber Torres at-bat. Take the first pitch down the middle. Swing very hard, like you're hit, like you're swinging off your heels, like you're going to hit the second pitch over the fence. Then you take a ball, and then you strike out. And I noticed it almost with every single postseason at bat. Take a pitch, swing like you're hitting it over the fence, and then nothing happens after that. So it speaks to contact and whatever. I I don't know. I, I don't think it's analytics because every team is using the data. But then you have to look at a team like the Astros, right? They just do it better. Yeah. They're looking at similar numbers, similar data. Our analytics department is certainly coming up with data and numbers and graphs and charts and all that crap. But maybe we need to look at the people who are evaluating and analyzing that data. I I don't understand somebody like Torres. He's 25. And granted, I saw something where they were like, okay, the year he hit the 38 home runs, the, the, the ball was a little jacked up. Okay, all well and good. But the other point that they make on the broadcast is when he goes up the middle and he hits the ball the other way, all right, you get singles, doubles. In Yankee Stadium, he can reach the right field seats. And every once in a while, you turn on one and you hit it out to left field. But if he consistently went the other way, you're probably talking about somebody who would hit, I'm going to just say 275. He'd probably still get his 20 to 25 home runs. He'd have all eyes. But he'd be on base. He would have his bat. What did he end up hitting? 250 something this year? 
Yeah. So he'd increase his batting average by 25 points. You'd have base runners. You'd have somebody getting hits with somebody. I don't know why. Maybe it's the mentality nowadays. Like, okay, oh, I'm going to make more money if I hit the 30 to 35 home runs. That's that's more of a, a shock. Like, oh, look, look what I can do instead of let me just be that consistent play. He'll make his money. He's he's got he's only twenty five. He'll still get he would get a long term contract. But stop trying to hit the ball four hundred feet. That's really not your game. I I I don't know what 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 gets into the to to these young kids. I don't understand it. It's the money. That that that's the way the game has turned. You you can hit two twenty five, but if you're gonna if you're gonna hit thirty to forty five home runs, you're gonna get paid. I don't think they care a lot about the batting average. Yeah, it, but. Batting average means I'm on base. I need people on base. And it should have been proved to the Yankees this year. I don't have anybody on base. <laughs> I'm not scoring runs. It's not happening. Yeah. People make out. I come up, I hit a home run. Good. We got one. Yeah. We we need guys who are going to get on base. And even in the, the four-game sweep, and even if you go back to, to Cleveland, I think there is a positive outlook on some of the talent that's going to be on this team in 2023 yes but the problem is we got a lot of i'm not going to use the word talent we have a lot of dead weight that's going to continue to be on this team oh, I was unless say things log- happen i was going to say log jams oh yeah there are quite a few logs on this team and they're all over the field so it's not just oh it's just the outfield or it's just the like no we got we got log jams all over the place well one of the things that will help when they put the uh, the change in next year for where you can put your fielders, I'm kind of tired of seeing left-handed batters come up and get thrown out from short right field. Yeah, that's that that's that's ridiculous. That what gets me is with those shifts, left-handed batters still try to out hit the shift instead of saying I'm a major league player. You're going to play me over there. I'll go single and double the other way. I'm going to make you guys move back over that, oh, he can hit the ball all over the field. And then when I get my inside pitch, I'll, I'll try to drive it. But let me go all over the place. It just bothered me over the past, I don't know, 10 years that they put these shifts in and people just still try to out hit it. Here's something about the shift that bothers me. And, and, and this is definitely Yankee related. Don't know if you noticed this, but it, it really kind of glared its ugly head in the playoffs, specifically against Cleveland. Yankees defensively, they employ the shift as most every other major league team does. But then I noticed, so left-handed or right-handed batter, shifting so you'd expect them to pull the baseball. But then you watch our pitchers pitch them middle away. And a team that is just trying to make contact, when you do just that, you're going to hit the ball where there's nobody to the right side. So in my mind, if I'm going to play a guy to pull, I should pitch him to pull the baseball. Yes. Your thoughts. Yes, that, that's exactly what you see. And even if the ball is in the middle of the plate, theoretically, I can still pull that. But if everybody is on one side of the field, still hit the ball the other way. All you got to do is just, worst case scenario, just batting practice, just like slap it, hit, hit a ground ball. The shortstop is over near second base or whoever, the third baseman, however they, they change everything. Just like slap it towards where the third baseman used to be. Yeah. The fielder well, over there might go over and catch it, but unless you're a cripple, <laughs> you're going to make it to first base. I I, I don't understand it. I, but, I really don't. But as you said, thankfully, 
they're going there's there's like no shift. You got to have feet on the infield dirt. So you're not going to have that guy out in short right field or yeah, short I, left. I, I saw something this morning where they said like somebody like Rizzo, he batted what two twenty five, I think. Yeah. They said with the way the field has to be set up next year, if he just does what he normally does, it's amazing that that batting average should go up to two sixty. Yeah. So think of everybody with their batting averages that are ridiculous. To have your batting average, it's going to go up 30 to 40 points because there's no shift. So in theory, there should be a lot of offense. Think of how many guys are now going to get hits that they were getting, like you just said, getting thrown out from the short outfield. So it'll be a lot better. Yeah. Joey Gallo's average is going to go up. Who? Joey Gallo. All right. Uh, Ruka, so I I got a couple notes. You got a couple notes. And again, it's a long, dark, cold offseason. Yes. So what are your thoughts on the Yankee season overall? Okay. If you think back to the spring, most people were complaining that, oh, Cashman didn't go out and get so-and-so. He didn't improve the team. All right. The season starts. So that first 80 games, let's face it, they played above their head. It was a case of everything just went right. Nobody complained then. It was like, oh, Cashman Cashman knew more than we did. He got the right people. Everything's fine. Then the end of July, well, after the All-Star game, the ceiling caved in, and August was terrible. And all of a sudden, I mean, that was what everybody expected out of the gate. That was the team. That shouldn't have been a surprise. You should have just said to everybody, think back to March. This is what you expected from this team. But again, they had done so well. And then they were able to turn it on, uh, you know, a little bit more in September. And they were able to hold on to first, you know, first place. That 15-game lead got down to, what was it, three? But then they ended up winning by uh, by eight games. But that was the team everybody expected. Now, as you said earlier, there were a lot of problems. They lost a lot of bullpen pieces. And it was a case of, if you think back to, what was it, 2018, when it was all the injuries and next man up and every, you know, oh, the next man up is doing great. This year, the next man up didn't quite do as great as way back when. But again, in baseball, nobody cares. You got injuries. I'm not going to feel sorry for you. You just got to, you know, make do with what you got. So I think the team that that they ended up with, that was the team they expected. Now, I don't think anybody expected Donaldson. And we'll just go by his playing ability. I, um, I don't want to talk about what his personality might be. I don't think. Donaldson performed for what they expected they would get out of him. Of course, I think if you look at it, remember Gio Orshella? I think Orshella ended up with like the same amount of home runs and RBIs, but a higher batting average. And I think any Yankee fan anywhere along the line would have said, I would rather have Urshela instead of Donaldson playing third base. Especially if you look at this season, Urshela was the better third baseman over yeah. the over the season. I think Urshela just fell victim to the Yankee brass saying, we got to get rid of Sanchez. The door got opened. This is how we can get rid of him. And Urshela got caught up in that. He had to be part of that trade. Yeah. Again, will anybody ever admit that? No, no nobody no. admits that. But again, this is the team you got. And I don't want to jump the gun, but what was it? Uh, they had that little conference yesterday with the... With Boone and Cashman talking about, oh, here's what we plan. It's like election day is Tuesday. You see all these commercials. You hear a lot of nonsense. 
That's what that conference was yesterday. I was a yeah. lot of nothing. You got nothing. Yeah. It, it was nothing. They're, let's face it. They're not going to come on and say, yeah, well, this year we got this guy. He sucked. And this other guy didn't perform up to our expectations. You're not going to come out and say any of that. And no you team know. does that. No team comes out and ever says that. No. You're not going to say it because in the back of my mind, I'd really like to trade this guy. So I don't want to say how bad he was. Then you don't want him. I got to make it sound like, you know, he's still got something. He's got something left in the tank. Yes. So, but you know, they have their plans. You know, they're never going to admit, here are the guys we want to bring back. Here are the guys we want to get rid of. And here are the guys maybe we'd like to go get. They're not going to say any of that. You just got to wait for it to happen. Turn on the radio one day, read the news, blah, blah, blah. Oh, look, look what they did. I was just trying to look up something that, because since we brought up, oh, here you go. Uh, I had tweeted out over on at Chase for 28 pod, our Twitter handle. If you're not following, make sure you do that. Uh, Gary Sanchez in 2022 batted 205, 419 at bats, scored 42 runs, 86 hits, 61 RBIs, 40 walks. 136 strikeouts and hit 16 home runs. That was Gary Sanchez in 2022. He's a free agent. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't think we have to worry. No. Jose Trevino and Kyle Higashioka, when you combine their numbers. So if we just look at Yankee catching. Right. Okay. The Yankee catching position last year batted 239 in 564 at bats, scored 66 runs, had 135 hits. 71 RBIs, 12 walks, 114 strikeouts, and hit 21 home runs out of the catching position. So we we improved the catching position, and you know that's obviously in big part to Jose Trevino, all-star. Uh, yes. I believe he just won a gold glove as well. He did, yep. Him and uh, LeMayu got gold gloves. Okay, real quick. How does Aaron Judge not win a gold glove? That boggles my mind. Maybe they didn't know if he was a right fielder or a center fielder. They got confused. Could he not have qualified? I mean, he played a gold glove center field this year. Yes. He he played, what was it, over 150 games? More than yeah. he's ever played. I, I don't think he made any errors. I, I, I don't know. That's He played the last 50 games of the season without a day. I mean, he played. So it's not like he didn't qualify. Well, maybe they figure, well, why give him an MVP and a gold glove? Give him the MVP. I don't want to hear that crap. I know. I agree. If you deserve it, you deserve it doesn't yeah. matter. You come home with 10 awards. If you deserve them all, you deserve them all. Yeah. All right. I don't know. But the ca catching Higashioka had a terrible first half of the season. Yes. I mean, in spring training, what, what do you have? Like seven or eight home runs? And everybody was like, ooh, look at what he's doing. Season started like strikeout, ground ball to third, ground ball to short. I don't know what happened to him to, to try to get started. That's another one. Common sense. All right. I'm in a slump. Let me hit the ball the other way. Let me just stay back and drive it to right field. I, I don't understand anything that goes on anymore. And they got like three hitting coaches. I was listening to Cashman yesterday yeah. with uh, with Craig and Evan talking about, you know, we, we're always expanding, you know, the coaching that's available to our players to try and improve them, whether it's on the mental side, the physical side, professionally, in their personal lives. And he mentioned three hitting coaches. And I'm like, fire them all. Yes. Yeah, I, I happened to be listening at the same time. I heard him say that, and I was like, three. Maybe they were all given three different messages, and they confused everybody. Yeah. Now, I'd also heard, I'm just going to hit a couple of things that are on, that are top of mind. Okay. You know, 
that, you know, should Cashman be back? Should he not be back? Obviously, he has to sign a new contract. And obviously, if he's running a press conference yesterday, he's probably going to be back. Oh, yeah, he's back. But I read an interesting headline and skimmed an article that basically said, why would another team bring Brian Cashman in if you look at his body of work over the last 20 years? Is he this phenomenal GM that other teams would want to take from the Yankees? Is he this great mind with payroll and resources? I don't think the answer is yes. I I think a lot of people, I mean, he has pulled a rabbit out of the hat on a few of the people. If you think back over the last 10 years that he brought in that, gee, this guy's phenomenal. How come nobody else saw this? But then again, gee, look at this guy he got. He's terrible. Could also go the other way. And I, I, I really think it goes the other way more often than not. Oh, yeah. It's, there's, there's luck involved there. Yeah. You, I mean, I he's mean, an aging GM. Whereas you look at other teams, they're hiring guys who are younger, who see the game differently. And I mean, I'm not trying to be ageist, but I don't know that he's a sought after commodity in the baseball world or somebody like him. The Yankees fire him. He'll have a job in five minutes. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. It, it even came up with the Mets. The guy they have is their GM. He's like a, he's not the top guy. The, who, who's the guy on the Mets? The Billy Epler? Al, al, no, al, al, but Alderson. He's but gonna, he's not the GM. He's he's like, he's stepping down from president. That's right. Or no, he's retiring. And they were saying like, oh, Cashman could go there. And what was the thing? Oh, he can be Epler's boss again. That, that oh. the Mets would hire him in a second. So I don't know. Thoughts on Aaron Boone returning as the manager of the Yankees. We want to keep this rated PG, right? Yeah, we want it family friendly for all baseball fans of all shapes, ages, and sizes. Family friendly. I I don't understand how you keep him going. In the back of my mind, I was almost wondering when uh, Mattingly said he was retiring from the Marlins. My mind said, "Ooh, maybe he'd like to come to the Yankees." Because way back when, if you think back, when they hired Girardi, it was Girardi or Mattingly. So Mattingly went to Miami. He's been the Miami manager ever since then. So what's that, 2009? Yeah. The the man is a god in New York. Now, let me ask you this, because you saw more of his career. I mean, I was alive for it, but obviously wasn't paying attention to baseball in the mid to late 80s. Do you think if he came here and was not successful, would that tarnish him with the Yankees? Like, is that a thing? No, not at all. That's Donnie Baseball. I think if he wasn't successful here, you I think majority of people would just say, look at the players you gave him. Look at the players, look at management, not look his fault. Management, look 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 at look at what happened. That that man for what he did, I remember when you were playing little league. All right, now we're going back. <laughs> uh I don't remember the other kid on the team. This is when actually you were twelve years old. I don't remember who the other kid on the team was that was really good. And I was talking to the two of you and it was after Mattingly had hurt his back. So you kind of knew that Don Mattingly. And I remember telling the two of you, oh, before he hurt his back, you were looking at somebody who hit 30 to 35 home runs, drove in 125 or so RBIs, batted 330. And I remember the two of you looking at me going, he did that? Really? (laughs) That's what he was from when he came up till he hurt his back. That's the kind of player he was. And that's why New York. And then the fact that he fought through it, was finally able to figure out, he changed his batting stance and whatnot, that he was still, he was starting to hit again. And in his last year, 
I think everybody in New York thought, this man could keep playing. He has figured it out again. Not 30, 35 home runs, but he's going to hit for average. He's going to drive in runs. But he decided to retire, and the Yankees went out and got Tino. I mean, that kind of worked out. That kind of worked out. But again, if it didn't, I think he was 34 or 35 when he when he retired. And I think he just retired because of his uh, because of his back. But I am on baseballreference.com. And yes, he retired at age 34. And in the 1995 season, he played in 128 games, had 458 at bats, scored 59 runs, had 132 hits, 32 doubles, two triples, seven home runs, 49 RBIs, 40 walks. He batted 288. You take 288 from anybody today? I would love to take 288. Yep. That was, if you go back and you look at him earlier, you look at like 84, 85, 86, you're going to see batting averages three something, 30 home runs. I think he yeah. knocked in 145 runs one year. Well, you got guys today, and, and I hear this on a couple of things that I that I listen to. You got guys today who will strike out in a season more times than some guys struck out in their entire career back yeah. in the day. You know the ultimate one? I think it's Joe DiMaggio. All right. If anybody listens to this and I get the number wrong, I'm sorry. But I think DiMaggio had 369 career home runs, and he struck out less than that. For his career. He had 361 home runs. I was close. There was a couple of foul ones in there I was counting. And he, he struck out 369 times in his okay, entire career. I had career. it backwards. All right. So he struck out eight more times than he hit home runs. Yeah. That, that's uncalled for. You get guys today, they strike out 369 times in a season and a half. <laughs> just, uh, just by comparison, I will pull up um, who might be the most popular Yankee currently. That would be Aaron Judge. Yes. Aaron Judge has played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven full seasons in the major leagues. You're waiting up your strikeouts? <laughs> uh, it, 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 it's already totaled up. This is a beautiful website. Aaron Judge so far in his career. Oh, could I make a guess? I'm not Go looking ahead. at it. Take Se- a guess. Seven full seasons? Seven full. Well, uh, well two, 2016 wasn't a full season, but he's been in the big leagues. Tw- for, so 2017 on his full season. So six full seasons and a cup of coffee. And Twenty-seven in games. Oh, yeah. Okay. So so six full seasons, twelve hundred. Take away blah blah blah. I'm gonna say somewhere in the neighborhood of a thousand fifty. Close. Lower, but close. Uh, what is he it? has struck out nine hundred and eight times in his career. All right. That, but that's the way it is now. Jeez. That's the way it is now. That's that slider. Yeah. Just can't get it. If my bat was three feet longer, I could have hit it. I know, right? Hold on. I, I also want to see. Hold on. Da, 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 da. I, want, I just want to look at Mike Trout. Just, I feel like they're on par with each other. True. Let's see. Trout. In 12 years, 12 years. 600? Out 1,354 times. Oh, he has. All right. I'm surprised yeah. at that. Yeah. But what's his career batting average? Mike Trout's career batting average is 303. Hmm. How about that? How about that? See, I'll take the strikeouts, but if you st- if you bat three hundred, I take it. Yeah, yeah. But that means you're consistently getting hit every three and a half times out of ten. Yeah, or so. And if you look at Trout this season, I know he was hurt early on. That was that series that they when the Angels came to New York, three games. I mean, he was terrible. He was striking yeah. out. He wasn't hitting, but he was in Making a big errors. Slump. Yeah. But then I think at some point from the middle of the season on, I mean, he he went on a tear. I think he yeah. still ended up, he ended up, I think, close to 40 home runs this year. Uh, let me see. Hold on. He hit 
40 home runs this year. 40 home runs. Yeah. I still think he's 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 the best player. Yeah. Maybe Otani is next. Well, speaking of uh, high caliber players, why don't we, and, and again, long off season, lots to talk about. Lots we're going to be talk. bringing you episodes. We're going to try and do this every two weeks over the off season as, uh, as the podcast Padre is available. We're going to, we're going to make this happen. Um, let's talk a little Aaron judge to finish off today, okay. because in theory, he could either be a Yankee or he could not be a Yankee in the next two weeks. Oh, good. I thought you were going to say, but he could still be in Yankee stadium on opening day. Well, we made that point earlier that yeah. if he goes to the San Francisco Giants, the Giants play the Yankees on opening day. So he might still be in right field wearing number 99, yes. but it might be in San Francisco road. Orange and black. Oh. All right. Let me start with this. Do you want the Yankees to sign Aaron Judge? Okay. If, see now, you could, I'm going to look at this two ways. What kind of career, when Aaron Judge retires, what kind of career is he going to want to say he has or had, I should say? You think about him playing in Yankee Stadium. He can hit the ball all over the place. What kind of numbers will he end up with if he plays out his whole career in Yankee Stadium? Is he thinking Hall of Fame career numbers? Um, how many possible awards? And of course, with the Yankees, am I going to get to a World Series? Am I going to get that ring? What's going on? But what kind of career, what kind of numbers do I want any kind of all-time numbers? He's been in New York as you said, since he came up in 2016. He knows what New York is like. He knows we have high expectations. So when I see them writing things about, oh, he got booed in the playoffs because he wasn't performing, it's New York. We boo everybody. You don't perform. We get frustrated. You're frustrated. You suck. We boo. Yes. Yeah. That, that, that's part of it. When you were hitting the 62 home runs, you got cheered. Everybody loved you, chanting MVP, MVP. So he should realize that. But what kind of career does he want to have? He goes to San Francisco. Those balls that go over the scoreboard in right center field in Yankee Stadium, he's out. It's a long way to right field in uh, in San Francisco. A lot of what you do, you're, you're out. They're fly balls. They're going to be caught. You're going, you stay in Yankee Stadium, you're going to have all-time numbers. Now, there are other clubs they talk about being interested in him. All right. That's another story. They talk about what kind of money is it going to take? I've heard 10 year figures. I've heard seven, eight. Who's to say what they offer him? Is it front loaded? Is it back loaded? I don't know. I look at it as I've been making a teacher salary for the last 21 years. If it was a case of making 35 million a year or 40 million a year, I'm like, gee, is that five million going to make a difference? I I don't understand that. It's sometimes it's just got to come down to where do you want to play? Is he looking for I want to get paid more than Trout? Is he looking for oh look Scherzer got forty three million? Is he going to look and see well let me see what Jacob Degrom signs for because that's a pitcher he's only coming out every five days I'm out there every day. Well I, I don't know that he watches Degrom but I think. When we look at this postseason, uh, this offseason coming up, you, you're going to have players who are going to wait to see what he gets and what DeGrom gets. How are they going to set the market for position yeah. players and outfielders and, and pitchers? Yeah, he, he's, he's going to, to set the mark. It's just a question of next year is his age 31 season. 
when you're a team, do you look at, well, how many productive years do we think we can get out of him? Um, do people play well when they're 36, 37, and 38? Some do, some don't. It's a gamble. You have no idea what a player's body is going to do to him six years from now or seven years from now. He may still, at the age of 37, be hitting 40 home runs a year. You you don't know. It's it's a gamble. Everybody that you sign to some seven, eight, ten-year contract, it's a gamble. Look what happened with Pujols with the, uh, when he was signed by the Angels. He got a ten-year contract. Near the end, they cut him. The guy managed to hang out, and I believe he ended up with what? He got the 702 career home runs. So the yeah. man still had gas in the tank. You, you don't know. It's, it's a gamble, and it's just what is each team willing to gamble? Anybody that signs judge, any amount of years, any amount of money, what are you willing to gamble? So would you sign him? I would sign him because, see, right now as a Yankee fan, you say to yourself, they have to make changes. This whole team, and I think I've said this to you, on one point of view, this whole team could look totally different next year. Yes. You, lo- you lose Judge. You lose Rizzo. You lose Tyone. You lose, there's, hey, oh, I, I look, go look at my little free agent thing here. Benintendi's a free agent. Well, he was only a Yan- Yankee for a cup of coffee. Decent left fielder. When you look at everybody else you got, you know, all right, do we want him back? But we, like you said, we got other episodes to talk about that. But Carpenter, Tyone, Green, you're not going to have, he had the Tommy John surgery. Castro, uh, Gonzalez, Britton, goodbye or all this. I'm not even going to count you. <laughs> um, but do they come back? Players with arbitration. But do they trade Torres? Right. There's a whole bunch of things. Do they? Do they manage to find somebody to take hicks do they who else can they get rid of it could be you know a 25 man roster gee uh only 10 of these guys were here last year they got 15 new guys do all the kids come up volpe and uh, peraza there's my shortstop in my second baseman or one of them shortstop in a third baseman lemayu's at third lemayu's at first i would like to think lemayu can get healthy i mean you got him for i think it's like four more years on his contract he yes. signed the six year. This is two years. I believe it's four more years. But I remember you saying way back when, oh, good. I'll take uh, 320 from LeMayu. Two years since then, I think you jinxed him. I think his batting average has been like between 255 and 265 for the past two years. So I blame you for that. In 2021, he hit 268, and this year he hit 261. Okay. So we're not getting His career that. average is now 297. All right. But again, he, he could bounce back. I mean, his, his foot was, but he ended up, he had a broken toe where they just yeah. thought it was some kind of sprain. Like, gee, you didn't know it was broken. Um, last year, it was his uh, groin that he needed an operation. So hopefully he could come back and he could be healthy. But the whole team could be different. And I think it's all going to start with, it could either start with Judge, it could start with Rizzo. Judge may be waiting, like, I'm not going to sign if half this team is gone. Maybe yeah. Rizzo is like, gee, Judge leaves, I'm not signing with them. So I think you got to be very careful. How, how much, how close to that line do the Yankees come with Judge? Do they go out and try to get him right away? Or do they, do they turn to him and go, here's an offer. If somebody offers you something better and you're inclined to do that, come back to us and we'll see, you know, we'll change our offer. Or does Judge say, why don't you just give me your best offer to begin with? I don't know what's in the man's mind. Yeah. Again, I don't know what the man wants. Is he looking for 
is he looking for the most money I can get for the most years I can get? I don't think there's a lot of people that would blame him for that. I, I don't know. I don't know what the what the man's attitude is. I think if he comes back, the Yankees offer him. Guess what? You come back, you're the captain of the New York Yankees. Yeah, the, this on this is the last contract he should sign. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, this, this should not be, okay, we'll let you be able to opt out after three years or anything. No, no. You sign this contract, you're with us. Is it a seven-year contract? Is it an eight-year contract? I know you, you've said like, oh, they shouldn't go past, what'd you say? They shouldn't go past six? Yeah, no. I think they, they're going to go past six. They, they are. It's just a question of, well, okay, seven, eight, and how much money? What's that yearly salary going to be? And I think it's going to be somewhere above, I'm going to say it's going to be above 37 a year. You're the math guy. What does that come out to for eight years at 37? Well, eight times 40 is 320 million. Take off another 24. So that's just under 300 million. That's a lot of money. And I don't think it'll be under 300 million. They'll, they'll round it off and it's going to be 300 million minimum yeah. and then go up from there, depending on how many years. It's a lot of money. I, I like I'll to- be honest. I'm a little torn. Yeah. You know, I mean, one thing I read just yesterday was about how if you pay him, you are paying him certainly for what he did and what odds are he will never have another season like this one. Yeah. You're, 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 you're going to pay him for what he did this year. Yeah. But. What is he going to do over the next? Yeah, no, I, I think you're saying if he can, is he going to hit 60? I mean, he could, he might. He could. He might. I think you're looking more for, I'd like to see 40 to 45 home runs. Do that, drive in over 100 runs, and you could continue batting 300. Great. Because that, that, that was a welcome change when everybody else is batting 202. That he was able to, he flirted with getting the triple crown, but I, I don't think you're looking for him. To, okay, we want you to average 60 home runs a year. That's, that's not going to happen. But if you could, if you could give us 40 to 45 home runs, knock in 120 to 130 runs. Granted, people better be on base for you to do that. Um, I think there's nothing. That's, stop I batting think, him lead off. He's yeah, got to oh, be yeah, your stop, number stop three or four hitter. Off. Yeah, there's no reason to bat him lead off because, all right. They say you're only the leadoff batter once, right? But when you're not the leadoff batter and you're batting third or fourth in the inning, who are the guys coming up before you? The seventh, eighth, and ninth hitter. Right. <laughs> there's, no, there's still nobody on base. If you're going to bat them leadoff, then you better have some solid contact guys who are getting on base and high on base guys who are batting seven, eight, and nine. So later in the game, you got guys on base yeah. or bat them fourth. The, the theory used to be your best, your best hitter batted third. Yeah. You had a guy that let off. He's the guy that's going to walk in on base. Your second place hitter is somebody who can go the other way. And then you got your your third your third hitter. That was your best guy. Your fourth batter, that was your next best guy. Third, fourth and fifth, those were your next best guys. Yeah. Not not batting leadoff. No, I, I, we need I, table setters. We need yeah. table setters. Yeah. I don't so want I'm him say, lead, leading off the game and hitting a home run. Oh, good. Look, he's setting a record for leadoff home runs. Good. What'd we get? One. Yeah. Whoop-de-doo. So I want them to sign him. I want it to be reasonable. I don't want to see a 10-year deal. I do not want Aaron Judge on this team when he's 40 years old because he's one of the biggest physical specimens in the game, and I do not think he is going to physically last another 10 years. He'll be a first baseman then. It's been a long time since you've seen teams make moves like that, right? So yes, I want him signed. I pay him as much money as he wants, 
but I would really like to see that only be six to seven years. But if they sign him to a 10-year contract, I just figured it out. You know what he'll be the last three years? What? Stanton's gone. He'll be the DH. Until they bring whoever the whoever is 15 years old now and is going to be the next big DH in the next 10 years. That's the problem. They need to stop bringing in guys who can only DH or will eventually just be a DH. Could they trade Stanton? Would love to see that too. I, Not because I don't like him, but yeah, the God. Yankees need to free up the DH spot so they can give guys days off. Yeah, but that with, story with with Stanton, another. you can't sprain your ankle and be out for a month and a half. I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I, not, not understanding. All right. Well, this has been a long one, and again, we're going to bring you content every couple of weeks or so here through the off season. We have a lot to talk about. We got to some of your notes. We got to some of my notes. So there'll be no shortage of content. Um, you want my? Do you trip? think Aaron Judge will be signed before the next time we record in the next two weeks? No. No. Okay. No. I think it's all. also going to take a little bit of time too. Oh, uh, do you yeah. think he signs before the end of the calendar year? No. You think this goes into January, February? Oh yeah, it's oh, going to go. It's going to go. It's got. You got to right. wait for the the first couple of guys to sign, and then let the dominoes start falling. But I well, I don't he's see the biggest him. domino that I think people are waiting on. Oh yeah, he's he's <laughs> the one. That's what all the people are waiting for. Let me see what he gets. Is is Otani right. a free agent? Or is that just them? They were trading him. That's them. They can. They might look to trade him. And I read something to throw it in here that Toronto might be trying to put together some tr- some package to try and trade him, trade for him. Maybe the Yankees could say, "Oh, we'll take him. We won't let him pitch anymore." That worked out once. What was that? What was that guy's name? Babe Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. You want your trivia answer? Uh yeah. So, what was your opinionated trivia question? Who was the last? superstar on the Yankees who they let go because they thought he was done or whatever. And I think they lived to regret it. All right. And that player was Reggie Jackson. George, George thought he was all washed up. And then he went California angels still played, still hit home runs. I think he played another six, seven years. We'll tell you right now. He was with the Yankees from 77 to 81. And then from 82 to 85 uh, to 86, he played for the Angels. And at age 41, he finished in 1987 with the Oakland A's. Yep. And those first. In 1982, couple- he led the league. Uh, sorry. In 1982, he led the league in home runs with 39. That was with the Angels. Yeah. That year, he also led the league in strikeouts, 156. But after his Yankee career was over, he went on to hit 39 home runs, 14 home runs. 25, 27, 18, and 15 home runs. Still had some gas left in the tank. RBIs, 101, 49, 81, 85, 58, 43. Not bad for a guy that started in the late 60s. 1967. Oh, well. All right. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Chase for 28 podcast. You got off-season opinions? We want to hear them. Email us, feedback at chasefor28.com. You can also connect with the show on Twitter. We are at Chase for 28 Pod. Want to hear your voicemails? Again, I like to listen to me. You like to listen to the podcast Padre, but we want to hear your voice this offseason. Go to chasefor28.com slash voicemail, and you can support the show in a couple of ways. Number one, tell a fellow Yankee fan about the podcast. That's the best way to share the show. Number two, you could become a legend. Visit chasefor28.com slash legend. Also, grab some of that merch. Go to chasefor28.com slash merch. Harrison Bader is going to be on the team next year. Go get those Darth Bader shirts. They're fantastic. I know because I made them. And of course, 
Go check out the SeatGeek app for all your ticket event needs. Use our promo code ChaseFor28 at checkout and go to ChaseFor28.com slash SeatGeek and you can get $20 off your first ticket purchase. Ready for the offseason, Padre? Yep. It'll be what it'll be. All right. And we will have it covered as best we can. Thanks for listening and we will see you on the next episode. Go Yankees. <laughs>